0: What's up? It's your girl Sasha Banks, legit Foster. You are watching Going in Raw. You like that?
2: Hey, friendos, Steve here, and Larson. And welcome back to Going in Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here, YouTube.com forward slash Steve and Larson, available wherever podcasts can be found, and taped live on the Twitch, Twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson, where the holiday spirit is in full effect. We crossed a thousand subs. Road to a thousand subs is complete. Oh my god, the get that feed hole of yours ready for something blazing mm, hot, Steve. Mm-hmm. Time for a, a hot something challenge. Uh, Do that's the, the deal. If I could,
3: I, if I could procure us something uh, hot and spicy, uh, in time for Wednesday, Wednesday's uh nxt aew double watch along or should we re- reserve a special event for such an occasion
2: oh uh, we got to make this a special event man this okay. is good you know okay. us we got to do a special thing we'll do like a six-hour gaming stream and in the middle Sounds of good. it we'll do a, a thing in the in the new year uh, i think good. that's that's a good plan i like making it'll be the next friendo fest uh good. yeah man wow Gee whiz. Thank you,
3: thank you so so much. Your
2: generosity, the Friendo community, really is the best. It's not Absolutely. just them opening up their wallets, man. It's they're just they're just awesome people. They're just terrific. You got people. that right.
3: You got that right.
2: Uh, yeah, a lot of good energy. Uh, to wash our mouths clean of that raw we had tonight. Hey, but things are looking up, Larson. We've got Legends Week. Remember when wrestling was good? We're gonna remember those days in two weeks on January fourth to try to boost ratings it's, for it's a single alike. week. You want to you
3: see how desperate we are to, to,
2: to try to get close to 2 million viewers in two weeks? Isn't it so... We're going to wheel out a bunch of old farts. Very transparent when there's always a record low rating. What did we get two weeks ago, or two, two years ago, rather, we had the McMahon shakeup, something. Oh, hey, we're definitely changing things creatively. Didn't happen. Uh, yeah. And then I don't know if there was one of these last year or what, but you know now we've got Legends Night coming uh because you know I, I maybe i don't know there was I don't know, one of the reports coming out uh was saying that you know maybe they're gonna see the ro- the royal rumble as their clean slate to to start things anew creatively i
3: mean in a lot of respects they could have done that started that process tonight so you had the Miz. let's jump right into this yeah so you had the Miz loses made the bank briefcase at DLC. He tried to cash in, lost. Or he cashed it. He did cash it. No trying. He did. Yeah. There's no ambiguity about the situation. As much as, yeah. as W Creative and Miz might try to put that upon us, there's no ambiguity about it. He cashed it. Mm-hmm. You have that out of the picture. No one wants to see Miz as champion. Uh, Miz as champion is bad for business yeah, at this is. juncture because they booked Miz and Morrison as complete clowns and buffoons. Mm-hmm. You can't take them seriously
2: mm-hmm.
3: You got that out of the way. It's gone. You don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah, it's done. It's gone. It's done. It's out of there. You don't have to worry about it. You have to mention it. Done. Yeah. If he wants to mention it, do the segment where he apologized to AJ. I don't really think he has anything to apologize for. Nonetheless, you do that, you move on. But then you put almost uh, says something like, uh, why are you standing up for Morrison, Miz? Uh he's the one that cashed in for you, or something like that. Almost should, should
2: talk more, by the way. He should. He's good. I like him.
3: Um and then it puts the thought in Miz's head, oh, I didn't cash in, mm-hmm. even though. The only thing he didn't do was physically hand the briefcase to the referee. He yeah. did everything else.
2: He participated he in the damn match, else. and the ring announcer said he's cashing in. Yes, I mean, dude, we, we, we don't, we're not privy to the contract details of.
3: Dude, if the if the rule book's any indication, that thing's just like a doodle pad, a page from a doodle pad. Well, you can Otis's, whatever you want
2: on. Otis's contract was from 2016. It was Sheamus'. But it did look like an actual, like there was actual writing on it. Um so maybe we should go back and inspect that. I would think, man, if you participate in the match, you're in the damn match if you've done cashed in. That's it's silliness and it's so insulting to everybody's intelligence mm-hmm. for them to mm-hmm. even broach this subject. Mm-hmm. Because here's my thing, and it's it's asinine, generally speaking. So when when Miz started getting on Otis about being a crappy money in the bank winner. You sort of knew, oh, okay, so they're going to do a thing and Miz is getting the getting the, the, the contract. That's what's going to – they telegraph these things a mile away. The fact that they even referenced it tonight, he's getting the briefcase back. That's happening, and it's the stupidest da- – I didn't even think they could sink that low in stupidity, but
3: they are. Yes, they can. Yet they can. It's, you're going to quit if, if Miz gets that briefcase back.
2: Yeah, right? I mean, there's an asterisk to that. I'm quitting the Raw recaps. If he gets hmm. the brief – for the period of time that he has the briefcase, I'm quitting the Raw Recaps. Well, oh, that's uh, –
3: hmm, okay. I'll
2: take some of this sub money and give it to the enforcer to watch this crap. Have him right. do it. Have him suffer. <laughs> wow. I mean, he no, does so I don't much know, for man. Us and, then, and then you, you put him on the spot like that. I Rude. Know. I can't quit Rude. the Raw Recaps, man. I can't quit that. It's my job. Um, But, you know, it, it makes me want to when I see crappy creative like that. No, you're right, dude. Tonight was an opportunity – for creative to, you know, hey, we had a, a really low number. We're coming off of a TLC that was actually wildly fun. And, in fact, I, I really actually appreciated the Fiend segment tonight um, or the Alexa Bliss yeah, segment. Yeah, that's
3: pretty much the lone real high spot of the show.
2: I mean, dude, you know, the wrestling sometimes is fun. Like, the main event was a mess, but I thought it was a relatively was a fun main event.
3: It was mess. That yeah. main event was a mess. How do you have a street fight and 95% of the action takes place inside the ring? Uh, and like they're adhering to tag rules. It's a street fight. Yeah, you shouldn't have to yeah, tag anybody yeah. in or out.
2: That part is true. That part's that Nobody's wearing Again, jeans insulting either. insulting
3: our intelligence. The jeans, whatever. That's kind of a superficial thing. That's just a trope. Whoa, buddy. Fights. It's not essential. Whoa, buddy. Just, it's a street fight. All of that crap said around ringside. Why are you bother bothering tagging? There's no like street fights are no disqualification. That's the nature of a street
2: fight. That was a little confusing. That was confusing. But you know, some again, insulting our intelligence. People went through tables. Eggnog was spilled. I was okay with that. Yeah, the I,
3: last last ten percent of the match.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true. The first oh, 15 should minutes have been an eggnog match, spot immediately.
3: The first fifteen minutes of the match, it was just like a normal tag match. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there watching it, kind of forgotten it was a street fight. That, yeah. <laughs> that those like with the tables rings, I was like, this is a street fight. Why yeah. are they wrestling in the ring? It's
2: a holiday street fight too.
3: It's like coming out of TLC, They TLC kind of put a spotlight on what WWE can do right. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. by and large, it was a really enjoyable show. Mm-hmm. Advanced some stories. It was fun. And then it seemed like this Raw was like, okay, let's showcase everything else we can do. Which by and large, with some exceptions, is not really working right now. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like the Hurt Business, I really enjoy the, what they're doing. Yeah, they're great. But then they have them out there doing the VIP lounge, and then they have uh, Riddle and Jeff Hardy come out. And, just and it just stop kills, the the
2: dead. kills the whole segment. Kills the whole segment. I legitimately laughed when R-Truth was in the background for the picture, and then as soon as I saw the 24-7 division come running out, I'm like, this is an endless... It It, it lost any semblance of humor literally a year ago or more. I forget when they debuted this thing, but it's done. It's de- it's dead. It is so dead as a gag. It's dead. And but
3: rather than just have it happen and move on and just go to the next segment. Then they have Riddle and Jeff Hardy come out and Riddle is just spouting off the most obvious scripted dialogue that could ever be handed and to you him. You
2: could feel you could feel people tuning out when and he's you could feel just him forgetting his line, trying to remember what the hell he's supposed to say. Oh, what the fuck, man? What the fuck? You could literally feel people tuning out.
3: Yeah, it was bad.
2: Like they're not. They have zero chemistry. These two guys, they're both phenomenal. Jeff Hardy still does stuff that is absolutely like jaw dropping, death defying. I mean, his match with Elias, which was actually a really fun match when Elias electrocuted himself, Mm -hmm. which was a fantastic spot. Jeff Hardy's a terrific wrestler. Matt Riddle is a terrific wrestler who should mm-hmm. be in a serious feud with Bob Lashley for that yeah. U.S. title. They really should be doing that right now. Yeah. But instead, the Hardy bros, they have no chemistry. None. This over scripting of Riddle's promos is so bad. It's, it's so damn bad. It's killing him, it, man. It's killing him. And he'll still put on really, really great matches. Yeah,
3: he'll always deliver in the ring and, and that'll keep him afloat. Mm-hmm, sure, yeah. But man, it's like in terms of talent level, we say this several times, in terms of pure talent level this roster is probably the best WB's ever had. Yeah. In terms of in-ring ability. yeah. And we say this over and over again, there's at least a dozen people on this roster now that could be huge mainstream crossover stars. Hmm. Mm-hmm. If they knew how to WB knew how to tell stories with these people. And right now, apart from Roman Reigns, that's the one guy they're really hitting out of the ballpark with right now. Yeah. Everything else is 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 middling for the most part,
2: or worse. Yeah. It's either middling or I mean there's there's you can see some little hints of life. Yeah. Like the fiend. That stuff is really good. Sort of lives on an island. I mean, you're never going to get, like, any crossover stuff with The Fiend. Um, anyways, yeah, like you said, let's just hop into it. So it kicks off yeah. with Charlotte Flair. Um, and it's about 15 minutes just straight of awkward dialogue between Charlotte. She comes out. She says, when a friend asks for help and there's something in it for me, I That's respond. What have friends? Uh, I will give them the benefit of the doubt that they are professionally, they professionally respect each other enough to become friends. I'm okay with that because they they
3: make people friends on, on TV when it's convenient for them. Story-wise.
2: There's that too. Uh, That's what it is. That's what it is. She says, my friend, the people they call the heartbeat of the Thunderdome Oscar also comes out, says they weren't ready for my partner, the queen Charlotte flair. Charlotte says, uh, we need to talk about the Raw Women's Championship. So, uh, you know, she says friend to friend. So obviously she came back uh, in order to challenge Asuka. That was part yeah. of the conditions yeah. of her so, deal.
3: So she's interrupted by Shayna and Naya. They walk down the ring. Uh, Naya tells Charlotte, hey, it's good to see you. It took six months for your broken arm to heal. has it cured you of your robotic voice, though? And then Charlotte says, well, I kicked your ass last night. And Naya has a holiday story. They, too have a naughty or nice list. However, Shayna adds that they uh, don't hand out coal to those who are naughty. They hand out beatings. Mm-hmm. Season's beatings. Just asked Asuka's uh, last tag team partner, Lana, Kyrie before that. Anyways, Mandy and Dana walk out to the ramp, and they're like, hey, Naya and Shayna, you look different. And then they start comparing them to Reindeer?
2: Is that what I gathered? It was really confusing. So, she said... Uh, what does she say? Is Naya... The only thing Nia likes is a set of antlers. I don't know. And Nia Naya, is <laughs> actually, oddly enough, the most charismatic person in the ring at this point in terms of selling the whole thing. I mean, Asuka's great no matter what. I take her maybe for granted in this. But, like, Nia looked ho- uh, uh, horribly offended at this. I I don't know. I don't know what this meant. I was, I was trying to keep te-
3: uh, write notes while listening to this. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. It doesn't compute. I c- it's going through my ears, but I can't translate that to what I could type. I just didn't understand it. it made just... no sense. It made no sense. Anyways, the law, the, they, yeah. there's a roundabout way of saying you're not the tag, tag champs anymore. So they get in the ring, and Charlotte's like, oh, why don't, why don't you two teams have a match? So Mandy and Dana and Nia and Shayna, you have a match, and we're going to go on commentary. So that's what
2: happened. Yeah. So they had a match and the match was decent. You know, Mandy Rose and Dana right, Brooke, yeah. they're uh, they're pretty decent in the ring. Um, yeah, yeah. They told a bit of a story. Mandy, uh, they isolated Mandy worked over her mm-hmm. uh, her leg. Uh, I do appreciate that. Dana Brooke seems to be the one person who continually knows how to evade the elbow stomp from Shane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I like that she has that in her repertoire. There's consistency there. Uh, but then right after she does that, she ends up tapping out to the Kirafuna clutch. So
3: Yeah, so afterwards, Naya and Shayna, they're staring at Asuka and Charlotte from the ring to commentary. And then Dana and Mandy come from behind him and just dump him out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next, we're backstage, Hurt Business. They're walking up to some dude. He's got a brand new New Day shirt. MVP suggests you need a wardrobe change. Lashley rips the shirt off the dude's back Hmm. and Shelton puts a Hurt Business shirt on him, but just kind of over his head and down
2: his body. Dude couldn't get his arms through the armholes. It was pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) And he just closed. These guys never know how to act right (laughs) whenever they do this stuff. He looked like he was. I don't know. Anyways, uh, after that, we had the champions edition of the VIP lounge. MVP. Uh, kicks things off and he does his whole VIP lounge promo shtick thing. Uh, Shelton gets on the mic, says, "Last night we proved why we're better than any tag team in the locker room." And then Cedric Prime Alexander interrupts him and says, "Especially the New Day." And you look at Shelton's so face good. and he's like, "Oh, that's annoying." Uh, he says, uh, so "We're not." Good. He says, "We're not surrounded by unicorns and pancakes. We're surrounded by champagne and gold." Calls himself Cedric Prime Alexander. Uh, then Lashley gets on the mic. Says uh, there's not a man alive who can beat me for this title. MVP then says he's invited a photographer uh, to take a picture to digitally capture the moment.
3: You remember when they did that this thing with the Hurt Business before when they were uh, I think it was just MVP Lashley and Shelton, but then as they were taking
2: the pictures, they actually showed the pictures. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. At least they didn't do that. Yeah, I mean that would have been some long-term consistency right there, man. When oh, the hurt man. business are taking pictures, we immediately see the feed. we immediately see those pictures. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, yeah, the photographer starts taking them, and then this did make me laugh. Our truth gets that like on funny. the on the turnbuckle back there, and he's posing with his twenty-four-seven championship. I'm I'm funny. hoping that picture might have made it to Twitter by now because it might be a funny one. Uh, so you know, out we mentioned this. Out comes the twenty-four-seven division. They sort of run around. They go around the trees and everything. They end up leaving. Uh, Hardy and Riddle come out. Uh, Riddle uh, MVP says, "Hey, you weren't invited." You see the twenty-four division like run back behind Hardy and Riddle, and it's just it's just it's corny, and yet it's stilted and awkward. It's supposed to be this madcap thing, but madcap is never stilted and awkward, and that's what it is. And I know that it probably makes Vince McMahon laugh, but dude, it's done. It's just beat dead yeah. into the ground. Yeah. So. Riddle says, why are you spending so much money at the club? Chill out and relax with the homies. Grill up some tasty treats. Get toasted. Listen to Joe Rogan or watch some Chappelle. Escape the day-to-day grind. It, it just, it, it's endless. It's, it's just nonsensical crap. And he starts talking about
3: how, uh, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we're all the same. We're all carbon matter on uh, a rock hurtling through just, space.
2: It's awful. Hardy interrupts and says, you know, I think what he's saying is, you know, we're not about uh, uh, being rich. He says, "Rather die proud than live a life of greed." And some about you can't buy our faith or something like that. I don't know. It was really lame. And then that's and it. Then we had right? Drew Gulak. Yeah, versus then we had Angel a Drew Garza, Gulak yeah. versus Angel Garza match. Where Angel or uh, Drew Gulak hit like two elbows,
3: and that was it during the course of this match. Angel Garza dominated after throwing his pants at him. Before that, he did an interview with Sarah. Said it's the holiday. Uh, what better way to celebrate? Uh, To all the women in the world, other than to give him the gift of Garza, Mm -hmm. give Sarah Rose, says he'll be thinking of her, and after his win, maybe she can interview him under some mistletoe.
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then we had a a really short uh, match uh, between these two, Garza won with a wing clipper.
3: Yep. Uh, After that, AJ and Omos backstage, AJ kind of walks into an interview. Uh, He's asked about Miz getting involved in his match against Drew at TLC. He says he's hot. He's angry, uh, says the Miz screwed him out of the title, and then uh, he's asked, "Well, why be on Miz TV?" Then he says uh, he wants to know what Miz has to say for himself, and for Miz's sake, it better be good. So it's the top of the second hour; it's time to just stop the show absolutely dead and have a Miz TV segment.
2: Yeah, dude, these things need to go away. They should—they really should consider having a match. Where Miz TV is on the line and the dirt sheet thing is on the line, and then they Miz loses it. And that's it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. No, more, no more of these things. There, it's Miz a cr- needs it's complete a complete reinvention at this point. <laughs> it's a terrible crutch. It really, it's so boring. So, anyways, uh, this little bit from the Miz where he talks about failing his family because he didn't successfully cash in. He also he owes an apology to to that AJ. Styles. Actually, wasn't
3: bad, but I felt like it was all immediately undone when he was like, "Oh, I can just get the briefcase back."
2: It was well. It was it was undone when he did the marine gag, which I actually thought was yeah. kind of funny because almost uh, then piped up and that was kind of funny. AJ's little tiny head on the thing was kind of funny, um, but I mean, it was basically sort of a you know, Miz can do the thing where he can cut a passionate promo. Uh, well, we saw the like the, obviously the best, the biggest and best one of those was on Talking Smack years ago with Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. That was like mm-hmm. a moment, a really great moment. Um, and he did he did that here, but it's just when it's surrounded by so much prefab garbage, it just it falls flat. Mm-hmm. So he apologizes to AJ uh, and offers him, uh, you know, as as a peace offering, the chance to be in the Marine Seven. Then there's like a really bad Photoshop of the Marine yeah. Seven poster on the Tron, with almost in the background, and then a little tiny AJ in the background. So AJ starts yeah. yelling about that. They all start yelling at each other. Almost points out that Morrison cashed in, not the Miz. Then you see the gears start spinning in Miz's head. And he says, Morrison
3: are talking crap to each other. Yeah,
2: they're all fighting." he stops him. He says, wait a second. You're totally right. I didn't cash in. I want my money in the bank briefcase back. But instead of any movement on that, Drew McIntyre interrupts him and Keith Lee and Seamus all come out and read like a little holiday poem. Uh, Not good either. Uh, And then they all just end up fighting. And then they're going to have a match later. But uh, yeah, so before all that happens, though, AJ ends up kicking Keith Lee into Sheamus. He was loading up for a bro kick on The Miz. But that gets Sheamus mad at Lee uh, because they're all booked like dullards, like clearly. And they're like, oh, let's watch this back and see if it actually happened. And it's like, yeah, I just watched it. Of course, AJ. It's an accident. That's one. A. that's one of my pet peeves also. When an obvious accident. What a great what a great way to be frozen. For you, <laughs> somebody clip this, please. I know, I know. It's like there's, you're, you're, you're captured like this.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I can put it together. Uh, yeah, I know. It's one of those things that just really, again, insulting the viewers' intelligence. It's an obvious accident, and I understand Seamus is a bit of a hothead, but at the same time, like just watch the footage. Calm yourself down. Watch the footage. It's an obvious accident. I know. It's like this is a situation where there's the ingredients for something interesting they do, but then they do this lazy stuff, mm-hmm. just this lazy stuff, and and we're supposed to just roll with it. Um, and it it's it, it's it's
2: it's a, it's a tired trope that they wheel out whenever they want to force some tension between people. I'm just really curious, and I mean, look, here's the thing. This is one of the, this is one of the things that actually does transcend WWE. Everybody does the accidental shove. Everybody does it. Every promotion yeah. does it. I hate it. I think I've always hated it. It never makes sense because a simple small communication, you know, is hey, I just got pushed into you. What do you want from me? You know? Yeah. Um yeah. and then it yeah. should like lot of normal people, it would be it would be quashed.
4: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs, projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home,
0: That's a n g i dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why.
1: I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. (laughs) No, it was so you could say it
0: faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember Angie's list is now Angie and we're here to get your job done, right? Get started at Angie.com. That's A N G I or download the app today.
2: But, uh, so anyways, after that, we get a retribution promo, uh, where Ali once again is talking about ricochet says, you think one man can change everything. That's a lie. You should be standing next to us. Uh, backstage, Drew McIntyre is trying to call. Oh, hold down. on.
3: You forgot the announcement of Legends Night.
2: Oh, I forgot where that
3: was. I, I sort that of... That was right yeah. here. January 4th, 2021. Get excited, everybody. Brother! Hogan, Flair, Will, Tori Wilson. Where's Taker? He's a legend. Yeah, but he was just on Survivor series. It's too
2: soon to bring him back. It's too soon. Too to soon. Back. Plus, too I'm not going to be seen in the ring with Hogan. It's awkward now because I told that story. You got me, brother.
3: So then we had Keith Lee and Seamus backstage. They're arguing. Drew comes in, breaks it up, tells Seamus it was an accident. Go cool down. So Seamus leaves. He turns to Lee and he goes, I know it was an accident. Seamus, he's my brother. But here's the thing. The three of us get the same page. Imagine the damage that we could do together. Mm -hmm. Cool. And Lee says, I got it. Everything seems
2: cool. Oh, was, was Sid in the package? Oh man, I didn't notice that. No, I don't think he was. Somebody just oh. mentioned, somebody just said Sid can move the needle, which is totally true. Well, with if, us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'll be in the that thumbnail. Is, if Sid's in, on Legends Night, he's in the thumbnail by the way. Oh yeah, that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Sid is my
3: favorite uh best worst wrestler of all time.
2: And you know what's funny is that it that extends to shoot interviews too. They're the best worst shoot interviews. Mm-hmm. They're amazingly bereft of information. Hey Sid, what do you feel about the Montreal screw job? And he just recounts what happened. He just recounts <laughs> what happens as if he saw like the trailer for Wrestling with Shadows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so after that, we got
3: a uh, T-Bar, DiJack versus Ricochet. Ricochet is off to a fast start. Uh, DiJack makes a comeback. Uh, eventually, the uh, Rest of Retribution tries to get involved. Ricochet drop kicks the uh, slapjack off the a- apron. Takes out Mace with the moonsault off the ring steps. Dijack decks him from behind. And then Ollie gets in Ricochet's face Hey, you belong with us. Ricochet starts pull, uh, punching Ollie a ton. Dijack grabs him. Feast your eyes to get the W. They let Dijack talk. Uh, he tells Ricochet that we are not your enemy. We are your ally. Join us or we'll end your
2: existence. Yeah, that was, that was messed up. <clears throat> Some tells me Dijack does not like wrestling in a mask. He's yeah. like three steps too slow. None of the cool stuff that he brought to the table as a professional wrestler is present in the presentation of T-Bar. Who would have thunk that would happen on the main roster of WWE? <laughs> right? It's such a shame. Um, anyways, uh, we have a segment, uh, a little interview from earlier in the day. Seems like New Day was possibly at catering. Uh, and they went up to him, asked him about uh, the title loss. They basically not sweating it one bit. <laughs> We've already so had this the thing. It does. We bounce back exactly. Uh, yeah, the teeth bit was kind of nasty. Kofi Kingston posted his teeth uh, that came out on uh, on Twitter, yeah. and, and Shelton Benjamin mocked him. It was pretty funny. That's pretty great. Uh, so after that, we had speaking of the hurt business, we had MVP and Lashley versus the Hardy Bros. Um, and yeah, this was look, dude. They're all they're all good wrestlers. Yeah, uh, That bit where Lashley pushed Hardy off Ooh. the uh, the top turnbuckle. into the corner of the ring steps. The corner of the ring steps, you know, ate some shit there. Barely beat the 10 count to get back in. Lashley started working that arm like a maniac. Uh, eventually, he's able to hit Whisper in the Wind on MVP. Got a hot tag on Riddle. Uh, Cedric Prime Alexander distracted him, but he was able to hit a Broton and a Fisherman Suplex on MVP. Lashley breaks it up, tags in. Hardy's in. Riddle flies out. He, with an assist from Hardy, to take out her Business at ringside. Uh, Hardy misses a swanton, counters a spear, but Lashley countered a, a twist of fate with the Hurt Lock. Mm-hmm. Hardy once again taps out. Yep, um, really uh, fun match quick, though.
3: Yeah, it was pretty fun. We got a quick bit with uh, Ms. Morrison, AJ arguing backstage after that. Elias promo again, putting over Jackson Riker. He's heard the universal truth. He has been reborn through Elias's music uh he's about to test the power of his music tonight he's interrupted by lucha house party a really brief match between Grand Metalik and Jackson Riker. Elias starts the match sitting on the top turnbuckle singing a song uh until Metalik hits him with the rana it was actually it was actually a pretty fun spot where Elias drops the guitar into uh, Lince Dorado's hands followed by the rana yeah it was um, it was yeah uh Ryker then hits Metalik with the clothesline hits sit
2: down uh, choke bomb to get the w mm mm-hmm. mhm
3: News, uh, Newsmax's
2: that. favorite wrestler uh, picking up the win there. You see uh, those? Uh, you see Newsmax having a, to read that uh, apology and the retraction because apparently mm. the Dominion voting system uh, or somebody sued the crap out of them.
3: Yeah, yeah I heard that. I heard they were they're going to start filing some suits for defamation or something. like well, that. Well,
2: yeah, they read today like they they like in three different segments with three different anchors the same written statement, wow. and they all say the exact same thing about how we, they have no evidence of any of the stuff that they said. <laughs> It's kind of funny. Anyways, after that, Randy Orton uh, comes out. He drops a promo. Talks about burning the fiend alive. Said a normal person would have regrets if they set another man on fire. He says the fiend is no man and I am no normal person. Uh, last night I enjoyed every single second as I watched the fiend burn. He talks about the stench of burning flesh. He says, but the voices in my head were gone when I went to sleep last night. The only thing I'm hearing... Is the fiend gasping for his last breath as those flames grew higher and higher? The fiend is gone, the fiend is no more, and I am the evil son of a bitch that took him out. Lights this was down. great. So lights go down, and he's they yeah. get a great close up on Randy, and he starts saying no, 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 no. Like he starts freaking out a little bit. He leaves the ring and then the lights come like uh like a like a pink and a blue light come back on. Yeah, yeah a spotlight on Alexa bliss. She's now with an entire like playground set Mm -hmm. in the middle of the ring, swinging on a swing. And she says, expecting someone else. He built this for me. We'll just call it Alexa's playground for now. I bet you're wondering where he is. He could be at a tanning salon. He was looking kind of pale yesterday, maybe the beach, but I hope he doesn't get sunburned. He could be out eating barbecue. It's almost as if he was absorbed into the mat under the ground. He's home now. Dude, if they're, if they're doing Gate Mutant Larson, I want a little piece of that merchandise. Money. You got that right. You got that right. Uh, she says, uh, but if he ever leaves home, he may come back to Alexa's playground. And if he does, it'll be nothing like you've ever seen before. The lights go out and they just cut the commentary instead of going to a commercial or something. Commentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about the fiend being burned alive and then having a pivot to women's tag team action is actually pretty damn funny. Yeah,
3: They have no idea what uh, to say That match, Asuka and Charlotte Taking on Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans Before this bout, Lacey and Peyton had an interview They're really pushing the idea that they basically Don't like each other um, They're if they up for the challenge, Lacey says yes They requested the match, they're not sitting around Waiting for opportunities, they bicker some Lacey leaves, Peyton says, you know, it's actually me who requested Match, and the whole match, they're not On the same page, they're tagging themselves In and out, no teamwork, no chemistry Whatsoever, even though they have the upper hand Asuka is isolated Eventually, though, Oscar hits Peyton with a German suplex, gets tagged Charlotte. She goes on a run until uh, Peyton kicks Charlotte's knee, sinks in a single-leg crab. Oscar breaks that up, uh, kicks Lacey Evans in the head, and then Charlotte puts Peyton Royce in a figure-eight Peyton taps. And this yep. is, next, we got the scene backstage that probably filled Steve with dread. Miz is on the phone I assume with his agent Yeah the lawyer guy or whatever got him that. Yeah, yeah yeah saying talk to USA Talk to someone WB I want my contract back Anyways AJ walks up to him Tells Miz hang up the phone we have a match mm-hmm. Miz is still talking AJ hangs up the phone for him mm-hmm. You know what I, I, don't, I don't want AJ to be in a feud with Miz Anytime soon uh, But if that's what we get Short term from this and not Miz getting that contract Back or better yet what Would if Miz the, and AJ have a match for the contract?
2: Is that a caveat? It? Is, is, is that a, I'm not cool with this, but if it leads to AJ getting the contract, I'd actually be okay with it. I feel like I feel like some semblance of order returned the universe from what happened at Money of <laughs> the Bank when it
3: slipped out of his hands, oh, AJ's yeah. hands, and it fell on Otis's. Uh, yeah, things were, will be as they should have been all along if that were to happen. Oh, yeah.
2: Uh, let's see here. Uh, so yeah, then we get that when we get our main, main event. event. Yeah. this when yeah, we get main our event. main event. So, uh, yeah, like we mentioned, sort of at the head of the show, relatively fun match, uh, mid match. Well, the last like 10% was f- fun because everything else before that was just like standard tag match. Yeah. I didn't write any notes for that. I mean, I, I have here mid match Seamus and, and Keith Lee sort of team up and then Seamus gives him the nice job slap on the back. Keith yeah, Lee, of course, has to one. do it back. Then it culminates with him giving Drew a double chop to the chest. That was pretty good. Drew has to break them up before they go to commercial. Uh, the next big moment came when you got team faces working well with each other. AJ ends up dumping Sheamus through a table. Sheamus comes back, hits a white noise on Styles. Uh It's always fun to see people throw Morrison around. That guy, man. Yeah, he bumps. He, he bumps loves big bump. time. Uh, they have a brief AJ lays into Drew with a candy cane kendo stick. Then he eats a power bomb through a table with a bunch of eggnog on it. Uh, It's crazy that AJ will do that one day removed from that TLC with, match. With like a that gash was, on his cheek. Yeah. uh, I like this like, the little bit where Morrison and Sheamus were down ringside going at it with kendo sticks, and it looked like Morrison was trying to do real lightsaber moves. He was like doing shit like this with it. It was pretty. That dude, you know. I, they're they're leaving so much on the table with Morrison, man. I'm telling you, like, well, you could say they're leaving so much on the table with insert wrestler name here. You know, yeah, I know, especially with Morrison though. Like, the dude during his time, his lengthy time away from WWE, like he starred in a movie or two, mm-hmm. in that Boone movie, and then probably Boone. a couple others. Uh, he did the Lucha, yeah, Boone. He did the Lucha Underground stuff, like. His comedic timing is really good. And he does look like he's having a fun time just goofing around with the Miz. Mm -hmm. But he could be doing so much more. Oh, yeah. Again, insert
3: wrestler name here. So, anyways, Drew sets up for a Claymore. Sheamus tags himself in. He sets up for a bro kick. Keith Lee tags himself in. Uh, uh, He pushes Morrison out of the ring into the hands of Omos, who catches him. (laughs) Proceeds to drop him directly through a table. That was pretty funny. Ringside and then Lee hits Miz with a spirit bomb for the win, and then uh, the faces celebrate uh, for a matter of a second or two. Moment, Sheamus yeah. lays out Keith Lee with bro kick, and then J- Drew is giving Sheamus the business as Raw leaves the air.
2: hmm Yeah. So there you go. Let's answer some questions. Sounds good. Uh-huh.
3: We got a sub here, a gifted sub from uh, GetterX6 to Adriana... Uh, Chay-chick. Sorry if I got your last name wrong.
2: Thank you very much. Thank you so much, everybody, for all the subs and gift subs. Uh, uh, Brian Luckman says, if Ricochet joins Retribution, does he get a new mask and name, and what would it be? Church Jackson responds, Prince Puma. <laughs> uh,
3: let's see yeah, maybe, here. I don't know. Uh Mr. Forbes, he says wasn't the last Legends night when they had that double raw with the legends being at MSG that was raw well, 20 oh
2: I know like some high. people were saying that raw reunion was the last one that was just a year ago I think or last yeah. year Yeah that was So there's been like three that I remember the raw 25 raw 1000 and then raw reunion Raw reunion yeah I mean I'm sure there's been plenty others but Raw Reunion 2019. Uh, July of 2019. Which one was that one? Was I gone for that? Or was I back already? Could have been, depending where. What What was the date? July 22nd. No, you are back by then, I think. Was I? That might have been my first one back, maybe. Uh, let's see here. Stone Cold, Steve Austin, Hulk Hogan, and Ric Flair lead a toast to Monday Night Raw. Yeah, that's when Austin was just talking a lot. Boogeyman's there.
3: Hmm. Uh, Patrick Oliva says, "Would going in Raw lose financially if you were not to review Raw?"
2: Yeah. 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 So Can't put people. a
3: price on our sanity though. I'm a draw, people. <laughs> Broken wheelchair. I I had the sound down so low while watching football. I forgot I had Raw on for the first hour.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Alex Foster says no question tonight. Just wanted to point out that Shelton Benjamin wore a Shad Gaspard armband when he and Cedric won the belts. I saw that. Yeah, I yeah. saw
3: that on Twitter. That's awesome.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh Broken. Oh, sorry. Read that one already. Lord Corgi, no jeans, just makes it a no DQ match. Yet no one really took advantage of, that, of those rules. Whether it's street fight, no DQ.
2: Man, I know you downplay it, but you need jeans
3: in a street fight. I'm not saying you don't. I'm just saying that's the primary least. Primary hallmarks concerns. of a street Yes, exactly. When you're in a street fight, Let me ask you everybody this, though. stays in the ring for 90% of the bout. Hold on a second though. What?
2: <laughs> Don't act irritated with me. I'm trying to have a conversation. If everybody was wearing jeans, I probably wouldn't have noticed that it was all tag action in the ring, because they're wearing jeans, so I know it's a street fight. Like I, I was it took till
3: the first commercial break, coming out of the first commercial break. Of that match I guess the only commercial break Where I was like Wait this is a street fight But this match has not left the ring yet (laughs) Uh, Jeffrey Nerd says When there is something in it for me It's a flare thing Referring to Charlotte's Mm -hmm. comments Mm -hmm. Beginning
4: of the show
2: uh, let's see here. Uh, Wolfpack for life. What's the point of having women's tag team championships when almost every tag team champion has either had the women's champion or the number one contender for the women's championship? Uh, that doesn't really bug me. People switch divisions and goals. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with mm-hmm. that. That's like the least of my concerns. I mean, you can make a point when you say, what's the point of having that when they break up tag teams like the Iconics?
3: Yeah, I think that's, that's <clears throat> the point. Uh, sp- I mean, especially they break up teams like the Iconics, and then have uh, a put together team with no prior like relationship as part Dude. apart from adversaries. I might have been like Oscar and Charlotte.
2: I might have been tuning Winnie out titles. when they did the interview, like w- when we were recapping the interview between Peyton and Lacey Evans. It's like it's it's there's so anti it's anti chemistry. It's like that's people- like the point of their thing though, which is like why why you're not okay. no one's gonna get over from that. Okay, so like. Shayna and Naya are the ideal odd couple, right? Yeah. And if the idea is to recreate that kind of chemistry, that ain't happening.
3: A, no, I don't think that's the idea, though. I don't what? think they're doing a, a mismatched pair odd couple, if you will. What do you I think, think they're it doing? Is? I think it's literally two people who don't want to be in a tag team together, but they have <laughs> nothing else to do. I think that's the given. In gimmick. kayfabe or out of kayfabe? Yes. In kayfabe. <laughs>
2: Neither of them want to be there. Well, it hold on a second. Obvious. Did sh- did Shayna or Nia want to be there? Not at first, but they saw some success and they were cool with it. Mm. <laughs> they're stuck
3: in a tag team. It feels like their gimmick is, well, we want to be on TV. We want to be competitive and something. So we're formed this tag team, even though we can't stand each other. We constantly try to one up each other. Man, That's t- what it feels
2: like. Yeah, dude, like seriously, like it's like they're kayfabe and bad creative. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's just, it's like, yeah, they know that we have no chemistry and that's why we're together. It's crazy, Bad. man. It's like, it's, it's like they're, t- you, you mentioned this when you texted me. You said, it's like, they're trying to tank. They're trying yeah. to tank their season. Yeah. There's no process like. here, people. There's no process. No, it just feels like tanking, uh, Spider-Man,
3: uh, 2007. Thank you very much. Says glad to support. Thank you.
1: You can host the best backyard barbecue.
2: uh let's see here yeah
3: uh damien Sakharov says my only explanation for why they need to tag in and out in a street fight of all things was that it wasn't under tornado tag rules like but it's, really it's, them it's... tagging in and out is whatever tagging and out but like take advantage of all the implements and weapons you have ringside like immediately
2: a street it's, a, fight, it's akin to, you're in a no DQ match, kick the other person in the balls right away. A street fight should, if you're going to have a six-man street fight, every guy comes to the ring with some sort of weapon, because it's a street fight, and jeans, but a weapon. And then they never even get on the apron. Why are you on the apron? You should be fighting. It make any sense. You yeah. should, it should all just be fighting. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ryan Luckman
3: says, Power rank top five people who shouldn't beat Drew for the title other than Miz and Morrison.
2: Uh, oh, the top five who shouldn't beat Drew for the title other than Miz and Morrison. Elias. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, how far down do we go? Like, yeah, Elias, uh, Jackson Riker, um, Going in Raw, Frendo and Dorado apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moses Poses says, uh, "Who should take the tag belts off of Oscar and Charlotte?" You know what, man? Let the goddamn Riot Squad have a freaking day with the titles. You yeah. know, have them beat Oscar uh, uh, and Charlotte, who are on hanging by a thread, anyways, hanging together by a thread because they're beefing over the Raw Women's Championship. Have Riot Squad, who have some really terrific tag team chemistry, have them beat. And get that rub. And then give them a lengthy run, man. They're a terrific Mm -hmm. team.
3: They are good. They are good. So obviously this is abysmal writing. And when we say they have no clue, we're talking about Vince because it's failing so hard. Is it just a case that Vince's ego just demands that he keeps doing the same things over and over regardless of the outcome? That first hour especially felt like it was written by Vince.
2: Yeah, and dude, in my mind, honestly, in my mind, I have no idea. I'm not there. I have no idea. In my mind, it's just Vincent Bruce. It it mm-hmm. comes off. It comes off like having listened to so many of of those wildly entertaining podcasts with Bruce Pritchard. He's a wonderful storyteller, and Conrad's a mm-hmm. great interviewer. Mm-hmm, they have mm-hmm. terrific chemistry. But hearing how what hearing his philosophy on pro wrestling and how antithetical it is. To any sort of complex tension or dramatics, uh, makes me think that yeah, it's just him and Vince in a room, you know, maybe reviewing scripts, you know, cherry picking the stuff that they think is is funny, which and it's not. Yeah, or taking the stuff they
3: think is interesting, funny, and then rewriting it so it's their vision for that particular segment, as opposed to whoever initially created it. Yeah. Uh, Gareth Nicholas asks, would you rather see Joe leave WB to wrestle in AEW or stay in WB but never return to in-ring action? I want what's best for Joe and his health. You know, if he's got potential concussion issues uh, and if it's best for him, if he thinks it's best for him to not wrestle ever again, then that's what he should do. If he thinks he, he still wants to wrestle and he thinks his body can handle it still, then by all means, let's just see Joe back in the ring.
2: If he, if he can wrestle and he wants to, Joe is an asset to any company, and mm-hmm. I would love to see him anywhere. Mm-hmm. Anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Yeah. Uh, gaming with Cage, who had the
3: better first year? Masked Kane at WWF or Crow Sting at WCW? Well, that first
2: year at WCW, Crow Sting didn't do anything. It was like 18 months before he had like It wasn't like 18 months until it was like Starcade, And it was like, I guess, mid-96 that he like left and just started hanging out in the rafters. They, that was crazy that they waited that long. You
3: just dropped from the rafters, beat people up with a bat, and this that was it. We go, yeah. to, we go to Robin Hood.
2: Go to Robin Hood. Robin Hood's next. Yeah. Uh,
3: I'd say Kane probably had a better first year in terms of actually doing things. I mean, Sting's stuff was probably more impactful, although Hogan tried to, all he could to to devalue that
2: man. And then they gave him like a massive stupid contract. Um, <clears throat> Gregory Faella in K Fabe, who let Alexa bring in a full swing set into the ring? Oh, nobody let her in K She did manifested.
3: Yeah. Magic. Mm-hmm. Powers and stuff. Uh, night by night. What raw superstars would be most willing to invite to spend Christmas day with your family?
2: Um what superstar would you most invite over to your, wait what what Be most willing to invite to spend
3: christmas day with your family
2: uh Jackson Riker. oh gosh <laughs> why <laughs> would you do that to yourself <laughs> uh, i wonder if he really learned anything from the universal truth larson or we still watches newsmax <laughs> i'd say samoa joe he just seemed like a fascinating dude He's probably got tons of great stories and great stories. Big time gaming guy. Yes. All the like guys with Joe. Just just a great damn
3: conversationalist. Yeah, man, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. Uh, Ding MQ. So on Wednesday during the watch along, what will you guys be doing from when NXT ends until AEW starts? so that all depends on if the basketball game goes over AEW slated to start at 10 Eastern 7 Pacific mm-hmm. game goes late I don't know we'll just hang out and chit chat and stuff
2: you can watch me play some Call of Duty and get my KDR there up go. there you go in advance of the Thursday stream uh, dog authority figure who in retribution has the highest ceiling Dijak seems like the most events guy but Ali has the most charisma and promo skills it's Ali He's It's has the highest ceiling Ali's a total package He really is. Uh,
3: Devmo, how long before Riker Rikers himself out of his Elias partnership?
2: (laughs) You know what's weird? Is that like, why didn't they, like, okay. He clearly knows the fundamentals of wrestling. And he can hit a sit-out power uh, choke bomb, whatever they call it. Yeah. Why didn't he wrestle before this? I mean, I remember that silly match of his in NXT where they had to do like a bunch of retakes. But like... He can do the basic stuff and he looks he does look great. Like I don't know why they just didn't have him wrestle like why was it just the forgotten son like the the other two. I don't that know. That was weird. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um I'm trying to find one more good one here. Uh oh, Samuel Bronkwitz, here we go. Is this how it's gonna go down? This might make me quit. Raw. All right. What are their chances Miz goes to Judge JBL again to plead his case? If it's a matter of JBL shooting him down, then I think I'd be okay with it. Cause that was a relatively entertaining segment. If they just if they just sort of write Miz off into like a comedy thing where he's trying to get the money in the bank briefcase back, but he, he fails. I'd be okay with that because Miz, can, Miz and Morrison can do comedy stuff and they're not like, you know, being bugs in the in the main event scene. Yeah. Uh, Jorge D, this is a fun one to end on. Uh, for
3: each of you, choose a fast food restaurant and create a limited time special food or meal
2: based on a WWE wrestler. Well, clearly my restaurant is going to be Del Taco. Um... Uh, what did Otis call himself when he was the El El Gran Gordito? Is that what it was? Something like El that. El Gran yeah. Gordo. It'd be the Del Gran Gordo. That's good. And it would be, uh, two chicken soft tacos rolled up into like a fried tortilla. Oh, that's so good. So it'd be like the crunchy so a on the outside. chicken
3: soft taco chimichanga essentially
2: yeah like two that of them good. rolled I'd up into that. a chimichanga i'll be honest with you that sounds good i might try that yeah i would too i know um, i I'm, legitimately mean i might try doing that you should that sounds really good <laughs> uh i don't know if there's any boston market still
3: around but it'd be <laughs> boston market you get a pound of ham and it's braun strowman
2: get these hams meal that's good that's really good Oh, no, it's lazy it's really lazy the del gran gordo holy shit I'm going to make that. That sounds good. Maybe I'll do that for Frendoville, man. What if I just... What if I... Because it's like you get the the crunchy, but then you also got the soft tortilla on the inside. That's good. Anyways, that's going to do it for us today. Twitch chat, stick around. We'll answer some of these questions we didn't get a chance to answer. Thanks for watching, everybody. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Help support Going In Raw today by becoming a Frendo Club TV member. You'll get access to new bonus episodes every week, including Frendo Club Arcade,